spice latte season is happening now, which is great news. My doctor's been saying I haven't been getting enough syrup in my diet, so <laughs> this is my favorite time of the year. Where you can get up early, go to Starbucks, and essentially drink a pie. Yeah. Why they start this when it's still 95 degrees outside? I, it's the beverage equivalent of putting your Christmas lights up in July, but they do. Drinking a pie. That is what you do when you go to Starbucks or a donut. Drinking a donut in the morning. Yeah, more or less. Uh, welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show. You know, Judy and I, the, we, we like the wine. We really like the wine, but man, it's a lot of calories. Is it? There's just no escaping it. Mm. Yeah. So, trying to cut back. Too fat. Uh, anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I shouldn't. This, uh, this goes against my better judgment, but I'm looking at the various reactions to um, to a certain uh, you know change in personnel that's happened recently, and I don't want to get into the specifics out of respect for everybody involved. But the angry lectures uh, is it just the the every opinion has to be completely adamant? Age. What makes you think you have any idea what you're talking about? <laughs> I don't. I just, well, come for, on. For me, to, when did that start playing a role in social media? Yeah, all right. I, you know what? I sit corrected. Moving along. So s- sitting is the new smoking. Jack has been hammering us all with that, right? You remember? Well, standing is the new sitting. Standing twice as bad as sitting. <laughs> so standing is the new smoking crack. Apparently, stay <laughs> tuned for the horrifying details. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm not going to alter. I didn't alter my life before. I'm not going to now. So, so listen, speaking of employment, uh, very briefly, uh, got a call from my rattled son yesterday. Uh, his company closed out of nowhere. They were they existed to service a major telecom. And there was some sort of legal dispute. I know virtually nothing. I didn't press him on the details because that was not really what dad needed to do at the point that point. But his job just went away last night. He got an email saying, nobody has a job anymore. Great, really sucky life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> a lot right. of life lessons are really sucky, by the way. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, and, and his car needs work. You know, of course it does. Yeah. And I said to him, you know, I, I said, boy, that sucks. That's terrible. It's it's sickening. I know. I, I've had that feeling. But I said, uh, you get to check that off the, uh, the, the list of life experiences we all go through. And uh, I wasn't being, you know, dismissive or anything. He said... I wish that was more comforting than it feels right now. <laughs> well, I know. And I said, yeah. So well, he said, it... for my birthday, can I have money to fix the car? I said, we'll talk about it. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's when you've grown up, is when a birthday present is, you need new tires. So right. You, you you took the money you were going to spend on yourself and bought new tires for your car. Sure, and he's at the point in his life. <laughs> and he's a saver. We've insisted. We've raised our kids like that. You've got to save some of your money, even if it's just... Two dollars from your paycheck. Get in the habit of savings, and and he's he's got enough to buy. I don't know, uh, half a dozen bagels. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more than that. But dude, it is rough. It is yeah. really rough. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so he needs to save money any way he can, Jack. That's funny you would bring that up, Joe. Because <laughs> the New York Times had an article. Apparently, they put out uh, uh, the word uh, a while back of uh, what are your money saving tips, and they compiled some of their favorites. I just thought it was kind of interesting, including some apps and websites I hadn't heard of. Uh, here's one person who said their number one budget trimming rule is simple. No non-social eating out. This sounds like a, uh, a single oh. single person, but or a childless oh, person. I don't, I, I don't know. 
No non-social eating out, meaning no takeout, no ordering pizza, no Starbucks on the way to work. If a friend wants to go to dinner, sure. If a friend wants to get drinks or coffee, sure. If a friend wants to come over and have a movie night and get takeout or delivery pizza, sure. But it can't be something I do alone. Okay, Uh, that obviously is a single person. But how about the, I don't feel like cooking, neither do I. I mean, come on. That happens all the time. That would be the same thing. Sure. Uh, honestly, I don't think I'll ever go back. My vacation in Scotland was so much better than Chinese takeout. So obviously, she saved enough money. Oh, for I see. Vacation in Scotland. Yeah. Wow. Scotland. Um. In Haggis. That one. That is. That one seemed complicated, and I'm never going to do. Uh, <laughs> Y-N-A-B is a uh, a word to live by or acronym to live by. You need a budget, and it's uh, some software you can get. The software makes it possible to answer intelligently the, intelligently the question, can I afford this? And it's really, it's a pain in the ass to get up and running, this person says. Yeah. But once you do it, it's really, really easy to use and doesn't take much time. And you very quickly know where all your money is going. And when you see where it's going, you spend less. I think we've all had that experience. And we will post a link to this article at armstrongandgettyradio.com, correct? And tweet it. We should tweet it. Sure. And and, and, and and put it on the Facebook page, maybe. <laughs> I'll type up ten copies and sit out in front of the station by the fountains. Mimeograph the them. The first ten yeah. people that drive by, I'll just hand you a copy, stapled together. Ringing a bell. Here ye, here ye. <laughs> here you go. Thanks for coming by. Uh, you need a budget. Y-N-A-B. Here's a couple that has a calendar on their fridge, and they mark on the calendar the nights they eat out as a visual reminder. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Jude and I have turned over a, a new leaf on that, too. We uh, we're cooking more. We're planning. We're trying to plan better. We're cooking more. Cooking up like twice as much chicken as we could possibly need for a meal. Sticking it in the fridge and, and having it with a you know a salad later in the week. Trying to get better at it. Yeah. Every we we rarely eat out. Um. Here's here's my tip. Have a kid that makes it impossible to eat out. Wow. And you there, want to eat a money saving tip? Yeah. But we rarely eat out, and every time we do, I think God, this is expensive. Yeah. And we don't go to nice places. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we. We 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 do not go to nice places. I'm still shocked. Fifty bucks, man! You can buy a lot of groceries for fifty bucks. You don't take the kids to Ruth's Chris for a nice uh, tenderloin. We're not even close. <laughs> Here's somebody. They save five dollar bills. I never spend five dollar bills. I just put them in a drawer. When I have twenty, I take them to the bank, exchange them for a hundred. Be amazed how much money I have at the end of the year. Every year, I pay for all my Christmas presents. Wow, that that's funny. That's quirky. Uh huh. Up, oh, it's a five. Keeping it. See that it makes it a game. It's it's amazing how often in life, if you can amuse yourself, that is plenty of motivation. That's like for weight loss. It, it's uh, seeing the scale. Yes, I mean that's different than just something nutty like saving five dollar bills. But if you can get that little charge of adrenaline somehow, I, I don't doubt that for a second. I think that's a great idea. It's completely Looney Tunes. There is no, no. logic no. behind it. No, and yet it rings uh, completely true. Next time, something that would work. Next time I get on the scale, I don't think I'm going to go, yes, not after last night. <laughs> I fell off the sugar wagon. So this sorry. Not good. Uh, run a forensic... You didn't as- find yourself crawling around in, in a toilet stall looking for a pack of sugar like the anti-drug commercials? It was pretty, it was pretty ugly. <laughs> run an assessment of your ghost... Down at the Greyhound station offering to perform unnatural acts for a sugar yeah. cube. I was turning tricks for truckers for powdered sugar donuts. It was ugly. It was ugly. Oh, boy. Sorry to hear that. <laughs> Why is it always truckers in our stories? 
I don't know. Shout out to our truck driving friends. A lot of a lot of truck drivers listen to this. A show. lot of decent married men. A- absolutely, <laughs> would never dream of getting serviced by you for a powdered sugar donut. Uh, for instance. Run an assessment of your ghost expenses. This is something we all need to do on a regular b- b- uh, basis. Here's somebody did it recently. Buy save- your ghost wholesale. That's my <laughs> advice. <laughs> nice. Ooh. I saved $125 a month just off of this the other day. Uh, I had bank account maintenance fees I didn't need of $18. I had an unused uh, Audible account. I don't even know what that is. I was paying $9 a month. Unused premium subscription to a cloud storage app that I wasn't using, $9 a month. Unused upgrades on my carrier and cable internet subscriptions I wasn't using, $40 a month. Nice. And it just all added up to $100-some dollars a month. So what what do you do? You check your credit card? uh, That's the only way. You go through the credit card report line by line. I have everything set up on my PayPal, so that's the way I look at it. But, yeah. And you have to see all those little expenses. Think, like, there's one I haven't canceled yet. Every like couple months, I get charged two dollars and ninety nine cents for the Major League Baseball app from when I was really <laughs> following the Giants wow. three years ago. Wow. Um, and so three seasons have gone by. I've spent it not a lot, but like twenty bucks a year. Um, it's just wasted. It's right. might as well burn it. Yeah. Um, just because I haven't gotten around to shutting it off. Congress needs to pass a law about. Uh, things that automatically re-up you should have to opt in to re-up stuff <laughs> nice libertarian or libertarian libertarian except for that yes exactly um, save me for myself mm-hmm. and then there's a couple of websites out there there's one called tip yourself one called capital spelled with a q which i don't approve of capital that uh, a number of people really like for uh saving money uh i've never used them but i know uh vince actually was talking about a uh um, one of these websites that he'd set up and started plugging into and really liked. I, I should do one of those. I get, like this person said, I guess getting them started is kind of a pain, but once you do, it's pretty easy. Right. Right. Yeah, I like that idea. And it and it regularly keeps track of not just what you spent, but as a percentage of your income, as a percentage you're spending per month, you know, all that different sort of stuff that when you look at it on a pie graph might make you think, rah! That's a too big a piece of pie I'm spending on X. Exactly. You know, it's kind of counterintuitive. It seems crazy, but none of us has any idea where our money goes unless you budget and keep track of it. I, I would like to see that. It's like, you know, the federal government that this percentage is entitlements. This is defense. I'd love to get that report once a month. I wonder if, yeah, maybe we'll look into that software. I'll have to talk to uh, Jude, who is the, uh, the, the maestro of the books. But I like that idea because it, it, you know, I would like to be slapped in the face by reality if I'm doing something I I wouldn't want to do. Like I haven't got the slightest idea how much I spend in gas per month, for instance. I should probably know. Maybe if I took a look at that, I'd think I need to drive less or get a different car or whatever. But I, I just don't pay attention. I should. Um, it's funny we're having this conversation since uh, a big chunk of our money we send off to the government. They're not having this conversation at all, and oh, never no. do, never will, and never do. <laughs> and Thanks you. for taking my money. It's our money now, idiots. <laughs> and they're uh, about to once again raise the debt limit with no strings attached. More on that and other stuff coming. Well, up. and the nannies tried to tell us sitting is new standing. Sit what what? Sitting is the new smoking. Well, standing is the new sitting. Awesome. I got it right the first couple of times, which is a miracle. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Oh, add to the list of the worst hurricane in the history of the Atlantic Ocean. Worst storm to ever hit the United States. These are two separate things. Highest temperatures in a whole bunch of cities ever. You got some of the worst wildfires 
ever. The marshal will have his in, in his news in a few minutes. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Point, counterpoint. This is from TK. Um, worst storm ever recorded. Uh, he brings up the uh, Galveston 1900 in terms of, of power. Anyway, um, uh, you know, several of the things you just mentioned. Uh, guys, it's since like 1860 when Yankees started recording such things. How long is 200 years in the history of weather? Barely a blink. Oh, I would agree. So, you know, it's the, worst, it's to, the worst storm in 140 years. I'm not trying to apply a carbon tax to you. Well, you're shouting ever over and over again. Ever. Last 140 years, which is the blink of an eye. Okay. little perspective, You huh? don't think it's odd that in a matter of two weeks, you got the worst storm ever in the Atlantic Ocean, worst one in the United States, and those, those record temperatures? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. It is odd. It is quite odd. And where I used to live, a run. and where I used to live, it doesn't snow anymore in the winter, which is weird. Yeah, yeah, that's odd. Tell you about dog carrying day, a uh, annual celebration in a Chinese village. I think you'll find charming. Okay. Dog carrying day falls under the rubric uh, in the envelope of doesn't even it doesn't Boyer Ferner's weird doesn't end with a meal, does it? Uh, uh, Stay with us. Standing all day is twice as bad as sitting, according to a new study. Twice as bad at what? (laughs) Uh, So uh, the ubiquitous (laughs) warnings that uh, sitting is the new smoking. And that led to people having standing desks. That's right. Briefly. (laughs) Briefly, yes. How about sitting on an exercise ball? Is anybody doing that? Now, that's got to be a good idea. I think it is. Now, I guess Strengthens your core. Sure. Your core is sagging. My core sucks. It's not good. I'm actually working on it. Not very much, but some. Uh, Which is better than none, huh? Some is the new... No, none is... What? So, the new study's a surprising uh, counterweight to the... It's the uh, American Journal of Epidemiology finds that jobs that require a lot of standing are much worse for your health than jobs that require mostly sitting. But it's all not as simple as it seems. The researchers... Doesn't by, sound very simple. Well, it's, it's none of these things is simple. But they are always grossly oversimplified by the simpering, snot-nosed idiots of the media <laughs> who are so misserving you. My God. Mark Twain, underrated. If you don't read the morning newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do, you're misinformed. And that Please. was back in the day. That Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's as true as it's ever been. The researchers, led by a team from the Institute for Work and Health in Toronto. Oh, boy. Canadians. Uh, followed thousands of people, uh, men and women, for an average of 12 years, collecting initial information about their job type, then using government health records to determine who had developed heart disease. Overall, 3.4% of the participants developed heart disease, 4.6 men, 2.1 in women. You women's, you got the better heart. Congratulate you. Well, and and arteries. It's mostly about arteries. The job types were divided uh, by whether they predominantly involved sitting, standing, a combination of sitting, standing, and walking, or other body positions like crouching and bending. I'm glad we don't have to (laughs) crouch much at work. Boy, if your job is predominantly bending... Just walk around hunched over or crouched? I mean, what are you, are you the major league catcher in if this I, scenario? If I had to crouch once a day, I'd quit. Oh, yeah. I know it. Now I need you to squeeze into this tube. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Speaking of things I'm working on, oh, my, my joints are like my ideology, inflexible. The headline result <laughs> is that people working in standing jobs are about twice as likely to develop heart disease as people working in sitting jobs. Uh, the relation to health, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking um, Freakonomics stuff. I absolutely am. Right, okay. Because I know a whole bunch of people who have standing jobs, and it tends to be the kind of guys that uh, uh, drink a lot of coffee, beer, smoke cigarettes, and eat a lot of pizzas. See if this satisfies you, sir. All right. This relationship held true even after adjusting for various confounding factors like body mass index, other physical activity, the physical demands of work, and so on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just came across that. You can't and so on. The the uh, What's the, the term for when you uh, tease out um, extraneous factors from a statistical study? You can't yada, 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 yada. yada. Right, exactly. Can't yada, yada, yada sex? So, yeah, exactly. Prolonged standing has been linked to a long list of health problems over the years, most commonly varicose veins, night cramps, clogged arteries, back pain, and even... Jeez. Really? Night cramps. According to one study, spontaneous abortions. Mm. Wow. From standing too much? Well, yeah, well, that's one study. According to one study, you shouldn't... You know, speaking of l- complete betrayals of libertarian impulses, there should be a law against finishing the sentence. According to one study. Yeah. Because, yeah, please. It's as likely to be uh, misleading as, as leading. Uh, so the elevated risk of heart disease for standing jobs like sales clerk, cook, machine operators is real and something that people should be aware of. Uh, you know, it's funny. We we were not coddly parents, I don't think. But uh, my daughter, Kate, who's now, uh, she's 24, um, she works for Amazon now. And she has a job with a lot of standing and physical work and stuff like that. Uh, it's a good gig, and I'm glad she has it, but she's getting tired and stuff like that. And I thought, wow, that's rough. I I wonder if she should blah, blah, blah. Then I thought, wait a minute. She's 24 years old. I was, I, I was working jobs where I just, I was so tired at the end of them. God, retail is miserable. You ever work retail? Yeah, briefly. Oh, I'm not cut out for it because I just, me oh. me working with the public. You did the retail, Sean. You sold shoes. I did. I did. It was a. But you uh, got to crouch. I did. Right? I would and crouch. Bend. I would kneel on occasion. Right. Right. You get to crouch in front of people's sweaty feet. Oh, that'd be mm. worth it. If you're on. I worked in this damn leather store. And no, no, San Francisco. Not that kind of leather store. Just coats and gloves. So I'd work there and I would be standing for, you know, I'd sit during lunch, but so it was like eight hours a day. Just rearranging the coats and saying, can I help you with that? And, you know, I was still in college, I think. And I've never known such pain and fatigue as I had at the end of a shift. And I was a punk, a youngster. It's rough. Just the the standing. The the amount of pressure you put on your feet just from standing all day. Mm -hmm. I never appreciated the fine Dr. Scholl's or whatever sort of shoe pad you wanted to use yeah. until I actually had a job where I put them in. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm walking on clouds all day. Well, and speaking for myself and a lot of young people, you can't afford good shoes when you're young. You're not buying a $100 pair of running shoes. What, are you kidding me? You, you, you're buying like the, well, I don't want to hurt any brand's feelings, but, you know, your bargain basement clearance, you know, Asics or whatever that were... You know, twenty nine ninety nine new. You like, get them for nine dollars. Things have to go today table where you get like the two shoes are a half a size off. Exactly, or you got yeah. a ten and an eleven. You're wearing those. You're stumbling a lot. Right? I worked at a hardware store briefly, and I was terrible at it. I have regrets about that job. I was so bad at it. Really? Yeah. 
People ask me questions, I'd make stuff up because I just I didn't know. I was uh, for whatever <laughs> reason I didn't have the guts to say I don't know. Oh no! Yeah, and plus I remember you'd wander around uh, shooting people with the nail gun because you thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I was terrible at that job, and I and and God paid me back the other day because I was at a hardware store buying a ladder, and I got help from a guy who had no freaking idea what he was talking about, and it was evident from the very beginning. Wow! And he was just making it up, and I thought. I got I got a little bit angry at it for a moment, and then I thought, you know, you used to do this when you worked at a hardware wow. store. You wow. had no idea what you're talking about. Wow. I said, wow. I'm looking for a 20, the, the, I know you got a 26-foot ladder because I saw it online, but I can't see anywhere on these where it says how tall they are. And he said, uh, oh, this is 22. It says right here, this is a 22, so this is a 22-foot. And it said right there, in big letters 22, and it said 22 different positions. <laughs> is what it said. Oh, boy. I thought, you, you, you can't, you don't know, and you can't read. You're a, you're a, you, or you don't care, or wow. you think I'm in more, or, or, or all of the above. And I Most thought, you know what? You, Jack, you did the same thing when you worked at a hardware store. Yeah, these will work great for holding that into the wall. I wonder how many people's things fell off of walls or. What sort of ladder has 22 different positions? That's, that's what I was looking that's for. That's too many. It's like, I don't need that many. I'll become little... confused. I'll, I'll like uh, collapse the thing on myself. <laughs> it's a ladder I... ecosystem. What is that? So getting back to uh, finishing up this shoddy description of questionable science. Uh, if you're wondering whether the combination jobs, which involved sitting, standing, and walking, and presumably crouching and bending, might produce the best results of all, overall, those jobs are no different from sitting all day, overall. But if you break it down by sex, there was a dramatic difference. Men with combination jobs. Do you say sex or sex? S- Sunnis and Shias or men and women? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hindus and Zoroastrians. No. <laughs> sex. M- fellers and gals. Gotcha. Because cause some of us still think, you know, that's a thing. Mm. Anyway, uh, the men with combination jobs were 39% less likely to develop heart disease with the sitting men. Mm. The women, in contrast, were 80% more likely to develop heart disease. That's bizarre. That's got to be a Freakonomics thing where it's the kind of people yeah, I would involved. Yeah, like, I'd like to know how much adjusting they did for that, because there, there, there does tend to be a different lifestyle by a lot between your sitting-around jobs and your standing-around jobs. Right. There are also serious differences in cardiovascular health and ill health between men and women that are worth observing, which reminds me. Got a story we got to get to eventually about this anti-drinking campaign, anti-binge drinking campaign that was called off because it was quote-unquote sexist, even though it was not in the slightest way, in any fashion, sexist. Sexist anti-drinking campaign, I'm, I'm guessing aimed at college people. Social justice warrior stupidity gone wild. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we got the most powerful Atlantic hurricane in recorded history, the largest wildfire in the city of L.A., and a monster fire in Oregon. We have updates for you on these. And North Korea's nuclear bomb site in danger of collapsing. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Yeah, it's amazing how much less North Korea talk there is one day later when nothing was solved. It's not hot anymore. Hey, look over here. Look over here. We got to give you something new. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, Hillary Clinton's book, remember what it's called, Sean? Hillary Clinton's book. What the hell? What happened? Exactly. What happened? <laughs> I, was, I was looking at TV, said I was going to be president, now I'm not president. What happened? Yeah, her book is called What Happened, 
Uh, she, quote, takes responsibility for her loss with, I a, doubt it. with a whole bunch of caveats. Yeah. And wait till you hear her uh, her taking responsibility. Some excerpts are out today, and it's oh, some boy. good stuff. So stay tuned. We'll have that in a little bit. Right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, following on the heels of Hurricane Harvey tearing up the Gulf Coast, Floridians now preparing for the worst as Hurricane Irma, the most powerful Atlantic Ocean hurricane in recorded history, has their state in its crosshairs. Irma making its way through the Caribbean this morning with winds of 185 miles an hour. Gusts are now topping 200 miles an hour. So that's like a... You know, significant level tornado, not one of the giant F five four or whatever, uh, but a pretty significant tornado well, that lasts that for days. Somebody look that up. What are the different wind I, speeds for your Fs? Fu Fu is well, over three hundred miles it's an hour. Described as a Cat five, Category five. Well, that's hurricanes, Marshall. Yeah, I'm trying to relate oh, it I... to tornado. Gotcha. Similarly horrifying. Gotcha. Then we're going to convert it to metric. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> and finally, right. kilos. I an got F.O. It. is 40 to 72 miles per hour. Uh, I'm from Kansas. We live in an F.O. <laughs> it's an F3. It is a days long okay. F3 tornado uh, with heavy gotcha. rain. 158 gotcha. to 206 miles per hour. So then what's an F5 tornado? 261 to 318. Oh. 300 mile an hour winds? I yes. didn't even know that was possible. Uh, yeah. That's an F6. 319 to 379. That, has that ever they happened? Wait a minute. They don't even have an F6 Has that ever happened? You <laughs> made According that to the Fujita scale that I'm looking at, it goes Fujita's all the way to F6. <laughs> um, so the uh, the review, if you will, the yelp of an F3 tornado yes. is severe damage, roofs in some walls, uh, torn off well-constructed houses, trains overturned, most trees and forest uprooted, heavy cars whoa, lifted whoa, off whoa. the ground and thrown. Whoa, whoa, you had me at trains overturned. Yeah. Right. So windy it tips the trains over? Right. Holy crap. For, for days. Now, granted, this this hurricane is moving. And shows every sign of continuing to move, as opposed to old uh, Henry or Herbert or whatever his name was, who just sat over Houston right. and just rained on him. Right. But uh, still, it's going to leave a wake of devastation in its wake. <laughs> well put. The controversial <laughs> F6 tornado, uh, according to this description, has the ability to turn cars into missiles that do very serious damage. Oh, well, you know what? I hope to steer clear of the old F6. Yes. Oh, <laughs> missiles such as cars and refrigerators could there do serious go. secondary damage. Uh, and I, boy, I, that'd, that'd be ironic if I was killed by my refrigerator. Wouldn't it be? And we have... Because I love it so much. <laughs> and we have so many fires going on in the West. In Los Angeles, the largest wildfire by acreage ever in the city of L.A., the Latuna Fire, burned over 7,000 acres. It's now 80% contained. Fire oh, is... Oh, it is? Yeah. Wow, that's amazing progress. Yeah. Glad to hear that. Fire is burning across the mountains roughly between Burbank and Glendale. 1.1700 homes threatened. They were saved. Apparently five were lost. And in Oregon... You got dozens of landmarks now threatened by the Eagle Creek Fire. Winds have pushed that fire into the spectacular Columbia River Gorge and toward Portland's suburbs. Multnomah County officials say more than 70 landmarks are currently in or near the line of fire. The Eagle Creek Fire currently stands at 20,000 acres after it merged with another fire yesterday. Boy, the people of Oregon, and particularly Portland, where my earnest and hardworking son needs a job, uh, it's it's rough. Smoky. God, it's smoky everywhere. Yeah. Are they going to come up with a, will a time come where you could take a storm like Harvey and put some of that rain on the fire, for instance? 
If only. Mm. We've got uh, new concerns about North Korea. This time about North Korea's nuclear test site. It apparently is at risk of collapsing. No, too bad. The country's conducted at least five of its last six nuke tests inside the same mountain, trapping dangerous amounts of radiation inside. CBS News' Ben Tracy's reporting from Seoul. Every time you do one of these tests, you're clearly blowing big holes inside this mountain. If it were to collapse, if the top of it were to open, to cave in, you would have radiation potentially that would be leaking out through the top of this mountain. They call it blowing the top off. That's a good name for it. (laughs) Um, Named by ZZ Top in the... uh, 70s. Well, you know, that's for some reason I'd never... Blow your top, blow your top. It never occurred to me if you detonate one of these H-bombs underground, where's all that radiation going? Right. Is it just right. A, it's going somewhere. Trapped in the city. I have no yeah. idea, but my potatoes are looking great this year. <laughs> Going to win all the awards at the fair. Hey, one last... pumpkin, 5,000 pounds. <laughs> one last note. You like a little plastic in your water. Got a new study claiming that microscopic plastic fibers are being found now in more than 80% of the world's tap water. 80% of the world's tap water. They get into the water system in a whole number of ways, synthetic uh, fiber clothing, tire dust, and the breakdown of those plastic bottles that we throw away. And that could be what, you know, autism or uh, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's or who knows what. It could all be that. Yep. Freaking drinking water that we've ruined. That's your news. Well, plus all the hormones in the drinking water. Right. Hermaphroditic frogs. You get frogs with both sets of genitals. I know. Your number, Doesn't that bother you? Your number one cause. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Listen, I've, I've lived a little while. I've looked around. I've, I've known and valued all sorts of people. I love everybody. But there's a hell of a lot more, like, gender indeterminate people running around today. Could be either one. Right. Right. And I, a lot of good folks. I got no problem with anybody. But I'm telling you, it's on the increase. Look at the frog's genitals. Look at them. You look at them. <laughs> I have looked at them. <laughs> and they got both sets. On some weird websites he's into. Uh, Hillary Clinton claims to take responsibility for her loss. That's the, uh, the story that keeps giving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this one's uh, worth taking a look at. Certainly. Stay, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Joe was here when we were playing the excerpts from Hillary's uh, book, the audio version. Were you no, here? I, I wasn't. Oh, I missed that. Really good stuff. Dang it. It was what she was thinking during the second debate when Trump was looming behind her. Ah, Oh, you know what? I happen to hear that on a yeah. news, news and show. It, yeah. And it was the, the day after the um, the audio had come out of grabbing women and and she thought to herself, why are you doing this, you creep? And she thought about saying it, but she didn't because mm. she's too... Careful. Uh, it would have been one of the great moments in TV history Hadn't if she been had focused grouped. Why are you standing so close to me, you you creep? I thought well, it would have been awesome. That was a really interesting part about the how she kind of admitted her own self flaw. She she said, "I wish I could have pressed pause in that moment and and kind of processed all the different ways to do it." And it really highlighted why she has problem disconnecting. She doesn't yeah. just react naturally. Yeah. She needs to kind of focus group these things, which is interesting. So uh, more things are dripping and drabbing out of her book, which comes out next week, I guess. Uh, She takes full responsibility. Once again, they claim this. (laughs) I if she'd said, why are you so close to me, you creep? Are you going to grab me by the genitals? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That would have been just a moment. She might have won the election over that. She'd have won my heart. 
I go back over my that own. That had been funny. <laughs> I go back over my own shortcomings and the mistakes we made. I take responsibility for all of them. You can blame the data, blame the message, blame anything you want. But I was the candidate, she says. And what happened? Her new book. <laughs> but she also says this about the, uh, the, the 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 times. I think it's fair to say that I didn't realize how quickly the ground was shifting under all our feet. I was running a traditional presidential campaign with carefully thought out policies and painstakingly built coalitions. Ah. While Trump was running a reality TV show that expertly and relentlessly stoked Americans' anger and resentment. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's you taking responsibility. Hmm. You see, you were doing something righteous and honorable. He was doing something untoward and evil. Right. That's your taking responsibility. And you were too slow because of your nobility to pick up on his evil. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. She faults James Comey for making a rash decision. Uh, She wonders why, after all these years as First Lady, Secretary of State, Senator from New York, and two-time presidential candidate, the public turned against her. Quoting from the book, What makes me such a lightning rod for fury? I'm really asking. I'm at a loss. Then she says, I think it's partly because I'm a woman. There you go. There you go. Another her taking full responsibility. Yeah. People hate her because she's a woman, and because Trump was so evil and I was trying to do something noble, that's why I lost Well, and she also uh, says Bernie assassinated her character, and that Barack Obama urged her not to respond, and that was a mistake. She should have stood up for herself against Bernie Sanders. Yeah, she's got to do this to protect her ego, or she would just sit and cry for the rest of her life. People don't like you! You're unlikable! I don't know why that is. Some people are just not likable, and you're one of them. What? Smart enough uh, lady, certainly. Sure. Very, very smart. And everybody says she's nice. I believe it. But you're unlikable on television. Why? I don't know. But you are. Well, and no instincts. I mean, zero political instincts. Zero. that's That's the job you're in. Doesn't necessarily make you a bad person, but if you have zero instincts for sales, you shouldn't be a salesperson. Sean is the only person I heard that picked up on this. So she talks about in the debate when Trump was looming behind me. I wished I could press pause and wonder, and I and and pause to reflect on what would most people do in this situation. And I haven't heard anybody else but but Sean say that is exactly her persona. Why she couldn't get elected? Right. She didn't have any reaction to some guy standing right behind her. Her only reaction was, what would other people do in this situation? Yeah. That's the way she reacts to everything. How weird is that? What that a is... weird way to live your life. Yeah. I, I. You know, I've known people like that who lack the self-confidence to speak up for themselves, you know, in most situations. But the fact that that would exist in somebody as accomplished as she is. I think it's from being a politician. I, it's I from... was going to say, yeah, I don't think it's lack of confidence. It's a, a calculatedness. Although her calculator's slow. I mean, uh, well, uh, that's the difference, though, between is it instinctive or intellectual? Bill, who's a political genius, makes those calculations in the blink of an eye. And usually right. He feels them. But Trump, the 180 degree opposite. You could show him focus group after focus group that says going this direction is what 90% of people want to think you should do. Mm-hmm. It's the right way to do politically. And if his gut tells him the other, he's doing the other. Right. He he just he just reacts on the fly to what he thinks is a good idea. And or maybe served... he stops paying attention halfway through your <laughs> sentence and he doesn't hear the science. <laughs> and it and it served him pretty well. Has served him pretty well. Yeah. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, cake's still in the oven. So the Red Sox? Certainly in terms of the election, it's serving well. The, Bo- the Boston Red Sox were stealing signs from the New York Yankees using an Apple Watch? Yeah, so the congratulations to Boston, you found a use for the Apple Watch. That's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. I want to hear that story later. And we're going to talk to Art Arthur, who is with the Center for Immigration Studies. One of those scary, quote-unquote, anti-immigrant groups. For his scary anti-immigrant view of uh, President move, uh, the president's move on DACA. There's a little sarcasm there that's just a hint. I picked up on it. This is the most overhyped, non-scary thing that's ever happened. And yet the news is acting like it's just a nightmare. All right, that's all coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.